Genesis 14, 17 through 24. After his return from the defeat of Chedorlaomer and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shaveh, that is, the king's valley. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. And the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons, but take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted my hand to the Lord, God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, that I would not take a thread or a sandal strap or anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich. I will take nothing but what the young men have eaten and the share of the men who went with me. Let Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre take their share. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Again, a very, a really interesting story, Jennifer. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Who is Melchizedek? Oh man, right. right. Um, so just to kind of set it up for us, if you didn't listen yesterday, you have to understand yesterday's. It almost be like better to like pause right now, go back and listen to yesterday's, mm-hmm. and then join us for today's. But uh, if you're unwilling to do that, here's <laughs> uh, a quick summary of yesterday's uh, reading. First part of chapter fourteen. There are these five kings in the north. So the, the kings of the south, I'm just going to say it this way. These four kings of the south um, were basically ruling over um, the kings of the north. The kings of the north come and take over the kings of the south, including Lot, um, which makes Abraham upset. Abraham goes and defeats all of these five kings of the north and returns everybody home. So now the kings of the south are basically like, oh my gosh, um, you're amazing. Um, and the king of Sodom is saying like, look, let me bless you. You've saved me. You've saved all our people. And Abraham basically says, no. I mean, if, if my uh, he had a couple of allies, Aner, Eskel, and Mamre, if they want to take some, they can, but right. not me. Right. Because God is taking care of me. Um, I don't want you to say I made you rich. So that's what's just happened. Um, and this Melchizedek, this guy, um, um, he blesses Abram, um, with this incredible blessing in verse 19 and Abram tithes in a sense, Mm -hmm. uh, to him, gives him a 10th of everything. This first time we kind of see that as a principle. Um, and so it's a very interesting story. So, yeah. What are your thoughts on the passage? Well, um, like you said, we we're introduced to this um, person, Melchizedek, and he is a mystery because all of a sudden he comes up and it's like, this is a priest of the God most high. And up until this point in Genesis, we don't, we didn't even know there was such a thing as a priest of God. And yet here one is mentioned and, um, but thank goodness for Hebrews, right? It's the end of six, Hebrews 6 and 7. Right, yeah. Explain to us a lot about Melchizedek. But you can see even in this, even without having, before we talk about that, that he definitely comes with a completely different posture than 
the king of Sodom, for instance, you know, he's coming with blessing. He's coming with life-giving um, bread and wine. There's this, um, it, you know, which also seems very significant. Right. And yes, the king of Sodom is very transactional. Um, he just wants the stuff and he's, you know, here to do business um, as one defeated. And then you see Abram, again, his response that, again, he cares so much about God and God's way and giving God honor. And he recognizes this priest. And so he wants to give him a tithe. And he's unwilling to take credit for his victory. I think that's, again, just seeing his relationship with God, right, and his yeah. love and trust, and that he recognizes that this blessing, that it's not, you know, Abram is not looking to his own righteousness and saying, you know, well, I, I did this and I did that and I'm owed this. He recognizes that he's blessed because of God, that the victory is because of him. Um and then I also think it's interesting that he could have, I mean, he has defeated these kings. He could have taken possession of this land, um, which has been promised to him. And yet he he must have some understanding that he's waiting for God to provide it or to say, you know, the timing of it, because he doesn't take possession of the land. Right, yeah. Well, and another thing I would like to think about here is just, you know, of course, Melchizedek, um, Jesus uh, yeah. is the priest in the order of Melchizedek. Right. right? And what that means. Um, and of course, he he talks about this, uh, you know, blessing Abraham, you know, yeah. being greater than Aaron, being greater than all the priests of Israel, mm -hmm. um, because they were still in the loins of Abraham. Right. When, you know, Jesus, in a sense, was was blessing them. So. I think Melchizedek was a real person. I don't think this was like some theophany. Okay. Right. Um, Appearance of yeah, Christ. Right. But it. but there was something about him that he was this priest of the most high God. Like, so there's probably this whole other, you know, when we are in the presence of the Lord someday, this whole other interaction that Melchizedek and God were having that we just don't know about. Yeah. Right. And um, but there's inevitably some interaction between Melchizedek and the Lord. And I think when when we read that when Jesus is saying I'm the priest in the order of Melchizedek, he is saying you know I am greater than Abraham. Like the the, the Melch I like the description here. He was a priest of the Most High God. That's that's what Jesus yeah. is saying. He's like I am a priest in the line of the Most High God. I am priesting on behalf of God. Um, I am above Abraham. I am above everybody. Um, and so that's. That I think is what we're to read into that. Jesus is is referencing Melchizedek um, because the people would have known, like somehow Melchizedek's greater than even Abraham, right? You know? Right. And so that would have been. I mean, he's he's making a power play there, right. saying like, "I am greater than Abraham. Right. You should see this in me. I am the true priest of the Most High God." Um, yeah, and it's this whole um, like he <coughs> Hebrews seven like makes this entire argument that you mentioned about that if Abram, Abram is giving honor to Melchizedek, then everyone who came after him would give honor like the Levites, like That's everything, right. you know, that, that yes, like you said, Jesus priesthood is superior to any priesthood, which is very interesting when you look at the life of Christ and how, <laughs> how the Pharisees would say often, like we are sons of Abraham as if that, like right. that this was kind their of trump card. hereditary, like um, relate, you know, actual relation to him um, as being, you know, descended from him somehow gave them this great authority. And we see all the way back at the beginning that even Abraham recognized that there was something greater than him and that it was, that it is the God most high and this priest. 
and this one to come who would be of that order. So it's very, I love to see that all of these things that we see played out in Christ's life and um, the things he was trying to say to the people have not actually been laid out, you know, like you said, centuries before. And, and, and again, we're going to see God's great blessing of Abraham for his obedience, for his humility, humility. but we're going to have to look at that tomorrow. So yeah. for Jennifer McClish, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.